0: Use the Live long and prosper.
1: <gasps> I was going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Lilu Dallas Multipass. Shut up and take my money. By Grab Thar's hammer. What a saving. One does not simply walk into mortal. X never, ever marks the spot until he's
0: coming. You're a wizard, Harry. Stay a while and listen. My
1: whole Kermit. frog,
0: your ties are cool. So say we all. This. Is
1: it's A Play on, Play on Nerds. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 106 of A Play On Nerds. I am your co-host, Jarman.
0: And I'm the other co-host, Steve, and we're here to co-host the hell out of it. And what the hell
1: are we talking about this week, Steve?
0: This week, in truly maybe the most essence of uh, of A Play On Nerds, Uh, We are going to be critiquing someone else's critique of something. (laughs) We're not doing the work ourselves. We are going to be reading through. uh, Let's see. What was it? PasteMagazine.com just released a top 100 sci-fi films. We are going to be reviewing their review of the top 25. And see if we agree or disagree (coughs) with their assessment of greatness. Uh, And see if it's as good as we are. Because we know. We know what the top 25 are. I just want to see if they got them right. Yeah, we already have the answer sheet. That's right.
1: <laughs> we got to see if they get it right, and if we actually agree, and we've we've seen all these movies, which will be sad if we haven't. So that's gonna be real fun. We'll it's need be to fix fun. that. Uh, but until then, uh, what you been up to this past week, buddy? My state's on fire. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so we live in California, San Jose area, and um, while the immediate area around us, we're not in danger really in any way. That's good. we have a, one of the biggest. It's forest fire in recent history happening north of us about four, four and a half hours. We just had another big one south of us uh, down in Santa Cruz, which popped a lot of smoke. And the thing that you have to remember about uh, California, especially the Bay Area, is that we're just a bunch of bowls in between mountains. <laughs> Great. So smoke fills in and then a till a breeze picks up. Just kind of chills,
1: it <laughs> just sits down uh
0: so we got here we only got up to like the low two hundreds for particulate, uh, as far as the air quality meter. Um, some areas up north, including where uh sister in- law and their kids are, uh, got up in like the high three hundreds, which is just incredible
1: hmm. That's like uh, a, what's so the because, air quality is basically yeah, the air quality, so like good
0: is zero to fifty. It's good. Hmm. Fifty one hundred 100 is like, if you have asthma, you might want to stay inside. And then 100 to 150 is like, if you have asthma and if you're a kid or an old person, you're definitely going to want to stay inside. And then 150 to 200 is nobody should be outside without a mask. Oh, gotcha. Right. And then anything over 200 is that. So what was yours again? Uh, ours stayed in the low 200s. Gotcha. Um, probably capping out, I think, like 220 or 230 uh but there are areas around us that have had it much much worse
1: jeez and it's just been going for uh, how long now uh since friday they're trying to put it out and our president doesn't care uh
0: yeah it's not that he doesn't care it's just that it's our fault
1: yeah exactly he's blaming it on
0: the victims <laughs> he cares he just wants blame assigned To someone else. Um, (laughs) So lovely. So we closed up all the windows. We have a tape seal around the door. Uh, I've got two, we've got three purifiers running. Purifiers suck all the moisture out of the air. So on top of that, we have like two humidifiers running. It's just a nightmare of stuff. Jeez.
1: So if you hear any background noise, which you probably won't because my editing is fantastic.
0: I right, Yeah, I hope you don't. But just know <laughs> that if you hear background fans, it was
1: really, we do not have the luxury of turning them off right It's now. for the health of his child. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's important. Oh, man. Well, I don't have yeah. anything that uh, a terrible to report. Oh,
0: your whole state's not on fire? No. Well, that's good.
1: <laughs> I mean, election-wise, we are. But <laughs> Yes,
0: true. Florida,
1: where I live, and our, is always screwing up our national elections. Uh, so they're still recounting votes from November 6th election uh here in Florida, for our Senate and our uh gubernatorial our governor's race uh they're probably Democrats are probably still gonna lose both those races, but they may not, who knows, but it's getting closer and closer with the recounts, so that's
0: happening. uh it turned uh, I read a thing today that it turns out in some Bay County, which is like a highly conservative county uh the local clerk accepted people's ballots via email, yeah exactly, which is highly illegal <laughs> highly illegal. <laughs> Uh, and most of the clerks that have been caught doing it said like, well, we're trying to serve people that were deeply affected by Michael. But apparently Governor Scott, is that right? Yeah. Put in an emergency measure to have all these extra polling places put out and all these extra outreach programs to make sure that people that were affected could still vote. Right. So they don't need to be emailing their
1: votes to anybody.
0: <laughs> we're right. They, it was not in these people's authority to then do more things <laughs> right. um, to get more. So yeah, we'll see. Uh,
1: Florida, when are you going to get it right? never all right but we're a melting pot in florida that's why we're always so close to our elections and the whole state is it's a very large state with a big population so it's always holding up the presidential elections too so that's true can't help it really um but other than that i went on a bachelor party cruise which was fun that's right you talked about that last time how to go royal caribbean it was fun a lot of fun like good group of nerds we played D while on the boat Um, Oh, that sounds awesome. What version? (laughs) We played. uh, Oh, it's 5.0, the most recent. Yeah. Five? Okay. So it was just a one shot adventure. I played. um, We handed out characters randomly that were already pre made, and I played a um, very goody two shoes dragonborn uh, paladin. It was fun. Ooh. Okay. And then we went off to the island that's owned by Royal Caribbean called Coco k or Coco Key. Everyone pronounce it. And we just went out there and laid in the sun and that was fun. I actually didn't burn, which is crazy. Hey, good for you. And then the following week, this past weekend, went to the wedding for that guy. Uh, it was great. A lot of fun. Uh, it's my first Jewish wedding ever, which is really cool. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And they got to the, do the breaking of the glass and they looked at the, what the bride and groom on the chairs and, and while they're singing hava, gila, hava, and it was like really just a lot of fun. Um, and oh, the, good. The rabbi was hilarious during the um, uh, the service <laughs> so it was just really fun and then uh threw a baby shower at our house for my friend of kate's uh most ridiculous baby shower i've been to because there was 30 people here at our house and uh but that was fun and uh okay yeah baby stuff and then uh i'm here so that's what happened <laughs> <laughs> well that sounds like a lot happened though yeah. that's not like a, a brush it off and that was only like a week and a half kind of i thing. guess something that's like right that. So we'll be back to you guys on a regular basis now. No more cruises or trips or parents We're not doing anything crazy. Though we do have the holidays coming up.
0: (laughs) Ah, who needs the holidays? And then more holidays coming up. God, that's Uh, true. So real quick, you're talking about D&D. So I need need to talk to you about this character.
1: Oh, please do. That
0: I'm building. And uh, our audience can weigh in. Mom, you can go do something right now. (laughs) You can. It'll be fine. You won't miss anything. Um, So I'm making a sorcerer character. Nice. And I want to make him like a, a role-playing god. Okay. <laughs> so keep in mind that that's really my goal going in. To be a,
1: a role-playing character? You mean like a high charisma character?
0: Yeah, to like really be able to social the living crap out of things. Gotcha. And manipulate and do that. So I need you to tell me if this is a terrible idea or not, <laughs> because I'm doing it, and in my mind it's a great idea, but everywhere I read, everyone's saying it's a real bad idea. Gotcha. So uh, as a sorcerer, I get two cantrips, so two just free, use as much as you want spells. Mm-hmm. Press digitation is an obvious choice, right? I let press because there's a lot, a lot of little, little tricks you can do with it. This character specifically is going to be a performer. I'm kind of making him bardish, uh, and so because of that, I'm also through some background magic going to take thaumaturgy, which is a cleric cantrip. What does that one do? It is similar to prestidigitation, but it's more for theatrics. If oh, those you don't know, the...
1: prestidigitation is yeah, little yeah. magic tricks, and you can like clean people or make them dirty again. It's just little small stuff and that can affect battle.
0: You can heat water and co- cool water and mess with people's drinks, you know, those sort of things. You can create noises and minor illusionary effects, that kind of thing. But Tomaturgy is like you can make your voice up to three times louder for a minute and boom mm-hmm. in the room. Uh, you can make a puff of smoke or sparks. You can make some similar sound kind of stuff. Um, and you can change the color of fire. You can change the color of your eyes. Uh, you can cause low trembles in the ground. Like stuff like that, that. sounds like fun. All right. I'm going to take both of these things. But the problem
1: is I've got to burn two cantrips to do it. <laughs> right. You won't have an attack cantrip now. I've got fireball. Well, that's like which is, we can only have two cantrips, right? Uh, no sorcerer starts with four. Oh, so you can have one of those. I think Firebolt, I think is the
0: one that you Firebolt. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So it's not dumb to take both.
1: I mean, if you're really going to use them, you know, utilize them. That's why I really want, I really want to use them. Well, here's
0: the other thing I've got to remember is that if I don't utilize them, whenever I gain level, I can unlearn. That's true. One of them.
1: And if you have a good DM, you can be like every time you use your traumaturgy to increase your voice, you can roll advantage on intimidation or something. So, right, right. It'd be good. All right. Well, I'm doing it then. I'm <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but you could be like me and I'm make a sorceress who is a female who has uh, she enchants people with her breasts. That's what my character was. uh Uh, i
0: don't i don't think i quite want to play that way
1: but i'll keep it in mind and we have a great list of uh, achievements that we use for our game and you can check off when you achieve something we just found them online somewhere and one of them was um make a man cheat on his wife so i just i had i seduced a man (laughs) like 20 minutes just to have it he was like one of the town guards i had him i went into his house and like had him cheat on his wife like right in front of her it was terrible But anyways, that's D and D for you folks. We should have a little theme song, D and D corner.
0: Da 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 da.
1: I think we just did it. <laughs> there you go, perfect. <laughs> so does that take us into some nerdy
0: news? Now that I derailed it us,
1: it's time for nerdy news. Mm -hmm. So this week, I have some fresh off the presses Star Wars news for all you Star Wars fans out there. Because we're speaking about all these sci-fi movies, I thought it was appropriate. Uh, That's true, it is. Pedro Pascal who many of you Uh, might know as Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones. They're they're Red the Viper. That is me, the Red Viper. (laughs) And he's also recently in a movie called Prospect that just came out in theaters where he's uh, kind of the lead in this kind of sci-fi movie. Uh, He is going to be starring in the new Star Wars TV series called The Mandalorian, which will be on the new Disney streaming service, Disney Plus, which you may have heard of. Uh, Ooh, I did hear about that series uh, set. It's set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. So in between the old series of movies and the new series of movies, um, it follows okay. the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. So it's kind of neat. And Mandalorians, are, as you might know, is the race of people that uh, we got Boba Fett from. So that's like yeah. their, their armor and everything. Is Mandalorian armor. That's right. Exactly. So that, I think that'd be great. He's a great actor and I think he deserves it. So I'm excited.
0: Uh, so my nerdy news story this week is called Walking Amongst Giants.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and it's just a couple, two big pieces of news, two giant pieces of news. First, giant news Game of Thrones today confirmed that they will be coming back in April with seven episodes. That's it. That's it. And That's then the we are idea. done with this portion. Mind you, there are three. Game of Thrones spinoffs in the works that we know of currently. Jeez. So it will not be the end, but it's the end of this. the end of those characters anyway. We have to come to terms with it. Maybe, depending on how they do the other shows, maybe there's a possibility there'll be some crossover. Some of your characters may make it in other circumstances, but not likely.
1: Yeah, not likely.
0: Uh, On top of that, uh, I posted this, uh, Stan Lee passed away at the age of 95. That's right. Uh, I'm happy to say that I got to pass him in a hallway. I did at too. Comic-Con. <laughs> at Dragon Con, I passed they him in a the hallway. Uh, they were clearing the elevator, and they're like, we got a VIP coming, we can't let you in. And we had the kid in the stroller, and they were like, all right, since you got the stroller, come on. And we get on, and we get up, and we walk out. And then as we were walking out, we were walking off the elevator that they were holding for Stan Lee,
1: the <laughs> VIP. <laughs> he walked past me uh, when he was going to his picture session at Dragon Con. I did not buy a picture with him because I'm not a huge comic book guy. I saw him and in my mind, I remember him saying Excelsior as he passed by, but that probably didn't happen. He probably just walked
0: by. No, likely not. He my memory, said, excuse me, sir.
1: He, well, he walked by me. He said, Excelsior, but that didn't happen. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Uh, and then I saw this, and this isn't really news, but it's something I think we should talk about. Uh, I saw a movie poster for the new Child's Play movie. Right. And in big, bold letters, bigger and bolder than I would expect on a poster, right in the middle it just says, From the producers of IT. Yeah, I'm really proud and of that. It. My, and I was just like, man, so is this going to be a thing now where these this set of producers hops from nostalgic childhood horror film to nostalgic childhood horror film and just redo them well? Because I could be okay
1: with that. I mean, that'll only be the second one they did, right?
0: Uh, well, I mean, if you count IT as one thing then yeah right literally two movies
1: but one thing yeah well, right yeah i mean the producers though doesn't necessarily mean good movie because the director is really important so who's directing it is kind of important you know that's true but keep in mind the
0: producers are who put together the creative team
1: that that's makes true. it happen um
0: but i would kind of be okay if they just hopped from movie to movie and remade them well because
1: it was so good that i trust these guys and they aren't going to make original content anytime soon so <laughs> might as well Well, why start now? (laughs) Um,
0: But no, I just thought that was funny. And it it was funny to me that the, from the producers of it was just bigger and bolder than I would expect on a movie poster.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited about it though. Oh yeah. The original Chucky was pretty ridiculous and fun. That's right. Well, keep
0: in mind the, the original child's play came out when no one knew what child's play was. It's hard to imagine. And I think we talked about that some maybe one of the Halloween episodes, but like there was a time where people didn't know that it was a doll.
1: Yeah, it's true. Like, what, it, what does this
0: child's play mean? Right, and, and the way that they framed the first movie was that it, the idea was that you didn't know if it was the kid or the doll. If it was all in his mind, basically, or if it was all in his mind, it was something psychological, and you didn't find out until the doll's head turned. It was a great moment, great moment. Um, but now we just know. I have to rewatch that. I remember that. Oh, it's it's the doll. Uh, well, the, even the first one, one—if even if you rewatch it now, it's hard to frame it as if you were seeing it with no knowledge. It really is, because I just watched a bunch of horror films over Halloween. Uh, and to, like, forget it's the doll and just watch it as a film and how they frame it and how they try to trick you, that's exactly what they were going for.
1: And then they weren't creative at all going forward in the other movies. It was just like the
0: doll the well, whole time. Th- well, they didn't need to be. By us giving them money, it gave them permission to give up. <laughs>
1: that's just a life lesson <laughs> for all of Hollywood.
0: Um, yeah, that's accurate.
1: Transformers, anyone?
0: Uh, hey, they're, they are they, they might, bring, who knows? Bumblebee might be okay, it looks right? It cute. Uh, right. So before we get into our critique of someone else's critique of sci-fi, <laughs> um, I've got... Uh, a game that I couldn't come up with a clever title for. It was just too damn wordy. So I'm just going to tell you what it is. It's going to be classic sci-fi film or indie rock band. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was the best cue that could have been there. I have no regrets. Uh, So it's exactly what it sounds like. I've got the name of some classic sci-fi films and the names of some indie rock bands and Jarman is going to have to tell me which is which for points. Points. German, are you ready to play classic sci-fi film or indie rock band?
1: Let's go for it.
0: All right. Bunker Palace Hotel. I'm going to say indie rock band. I'm sorry, that's a sci-fi film. <laughs> Oops, that's the wrong sound effect. <laughs> there we go. That was, that was great, though. Uh, all right. Deluge. Hmm, Indie rock band. I'm sorry, that's a classic sci-fi film. <laughs> <laughs> Feeder. Uh,
1: that has to F- be uh, a classic sci-fi film.
0: I'm sorry, that's an indie rock band. <laughs> <laughs> the Mercury Program. Uh, indie rock band. <laughs> that is an indie rock band. Yes. You <laughs> fought your instinct and you won. <laughs> Explosions in the Sky. Classic sci-fi film. That is an indie rock band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should just go indie rock band all the way through.
1: Black Oxen. Black Oxen. Hmm. That would be a terrible name for a sci-fi or a rock band. But I'm going to go with rock band. I'm sorry, that's a classic sci-fi film. Mm-hmm. Jesus,
0: sounds miserable. <laughs> Animal Collective.
1: That is an indie rock band. I think I've heard of that one.
0: That is an indie rock band.
1: <laughs> I've actually heard of that. Of all, of all these, it was the only one I had remotely heard of. Yeah, exactly. Sky Diggers. Also makes no sense, but uh, let's go with classic sci fi. I'm sorry. That's an indie rock band. <laughs> Damn it. All right.
0: This is the last one. You've done terribly. <laughs> Alphaville. I lied. There's two left.
1: Alphaville, uh, indie Alphaville. rock band. I'm sorry. It's a classic sci-fi movie. <laughs> All right, the
0: last one. Men must fight. Indie rock band. <laughs> I am sorry. That is a classic sci-fi film. German. This this may be the worst you have ever done.
1: <laughs> I think you're On out of the game. game. <laughs>
0: Uh, the, no. There was a game I played where I think I scored three eighths of a point. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I, don't so know what I that still was. think that's the record. But this one was not great. You only got two correct. You got uh, Animal Collective and the Mercury Program. Wow, that's pathetic. Yeah, I was yeah. playing this with Germ with a uh, playing this with Anna before the episode, and
1: she struggled terribly. So I knew it was gonna be good. They say name those movies some terrible things, but because indie rock band names are always awful, but those are some really bad sci fi movie names. It's not that they're always awful. It's just that they have permission to be awful. Yeah. Like culturally we're like, oh Indie Rock Band, what are they called? The Nutbusters. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it's just like the lazy restaurant names convention now where it's always adjective animal. The the thirsty <laughs> gopher, the The drunken horse, the drunken horse, (laughs) the angry beaver—you know, whatever. It's always—it's always always one of those things. Uh, So that takes us to our main segment. I think it does. Yeah, we're going to review (laughs) (laughs) Ah, more Star
0: Wars. Can we hear the Cantina song again? Oh, of course. (laughs) Ah, shit, that's my jam. Oh yeah, I can see that blue guy with the big nose playing in my head.
1: He was the weirdest looking one.
0: I don't know. The weird headed big eye guys were pretty strange too. So, somehow still playing the oboe.
1: Somehow. Yeah. Right out of his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> <Anyways>. <laughs> so we found the top 100 sci-fi movies of all time on Paste Magazine's website. They just released it, I think, November 6th or somewhere around then. Yeah, just a few um, days ago. So we're going to go with the top 25 so we don't bore you with the top 100. But uh, go through and give our opinion if we believe it should be in the list in that place or not. Or if, they're,
0: or if they're just wrong. Yeah, or if there's plain old wrong
1: because that happens. Yeah.
0: yeah, it does. So in the number 25 spot, we have an, uh, anime film Akira. Which I have no bearing on this film.
1: <laughs> it's actually one of the, the first anime I ever saw of any kind. Uh friend of ours from middle school called Peter Parsley you might recall he his dad owned a a, uh, video rental store so we watched a lot of movies at his house oh that's right um but akira was the first one he showed me and it's from 1988 and it's a epic of proportions movie it's got crazy effects and weird mind-bending uh realities and all those kind of things that you don't expect starting off because first off it's just like a motorcycle gang movie and that becomes this weird psychological strange uh, monster movie type thing. Uh, But it's really good. It's really well made. It's one of the classics, best uh, animes of all time uh, by a lot of people's lists. So I think it belongs in that place in 25. I think it's perfect. And I have no choice but to trust you. You should. (laughs) Uh, In the number
0: 24 spot, we have Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. This this one feels like it's cheating being on this list. Kind of. This is a drama with sci-fi elements. This is not a sci-fi film in my opinion.
1: And also, I just, this came out around the same time as like Garden State. These like, really like, uh, oh, woe is me, white people, like, I don't know, <laughs> movies, you know, kind of like hipster type. I can't really describe it. I put my finger on it, but it was so populist. and Like, like, all like the- it's hard being in love with weird women. Yeah. It was, <laughs> my so it
0: was, kind, of, it was kind of the theme of both of those.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And look how hard my life is as a white straight male in this in society. Um, sure. And everyone just talked about it so much, especially this movie that I, even though it is a good movie, I think I just was, already, Oh, it's a great movie. I went into I, it, just not, not liking it because of that, you know?
0: And maybe if they put it like, you know, 80 or up, I'd feel more okay about it. But the fact that it's taking a place in the top 25
1: sci-fi movies yeah. and
0: isn't a pure sci-fi is a little bit disappointing.
1: I agree. So all right, shame on you, paste. The hell with that paste. (laughs) All right.
0: 23 spot. We have Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I think that definitely belongs there, if not higher up. If not higher up. Yes. Uh, The only reason I immediately think uh, not higher up is because I saw the next higher up, and I was like, yeah, it's definitely better than that. Right. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) I haven't seen it in a long time, though. I need to watch again.
0: Spielberg classic. Beautiful cinematography. Brilliant use of color and light and leave it to Spielberg did not show you anything until the last couple of minutes of the movie. <laughs>
1: Truly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Amazing. It so good. And the fact that this movie came out a decade before either of us was born and you can sing that off the top of
1: your head. Exactly. Means <laughs> that means that he did a good job and this belongs on this list. And he changed the, like the zeitgeist of how people thought about aliens and how they looked and the crafts and everything with this movie. So I think that was amazing. All right. Yep, higher up. I think it belongs higher up. Next one, number twenty-three, we have her. Oh, twenty-two um, is her. Twenty-two, sorry. Twenty-three was close encounters, kind of third kind. Twenty two is uh, her.
0: I'm a little ashamed to say I I haven't seen this film.
1: Um, it's actually really good. Really well made. Um it's like almost too close to what could really happen soon to make it it makes you a little worried, you know? Um but yeah, it's about a guy he falls in love basically with his a virtual assistant kind of like his Siri on his phone but they become much more okay. advanced. It's like in the near future where they're much more advanced and they can be they have great AI and they can develop a relationship with you to better suit your needs but then he falls in love with her um, and it just complicates from there um, but Walking Phoenix is great in this. Uh, it's, you know, got kind of a little pretentious but it's it's really good. Um, top 25 of all time though? I don't know but cool. yeah. I'd say maybe the top 30, top 40 maybe.
0: Okay. Yeah. So so this next one only deserves one introduction. You
1: mean this song? Oh, I actually had it playing, but it didn't work. Uh, Fuck my timing.
0: <laughs> and of course, we're obnoxiously making noise about Terminator. <laughs> the Terminator. 1984 classic. Uh,
1: James Cameron... Absolutely spectacular, 1984. What the yep. hell's is, this is actually the, the Terminator theme music. It's just not to the recognizable part.
0: <laughs> it was just the point where it's just noise. Wow, <laughs>
1: I love that part. <laughs> oh, Here we go. See, I think we the recognizable theme really came punched out in the second movie. This is a less intense version from 1984.
0: <laughs> and the thing is, this is before James Cameron was like, you know, James friggin' Cameron. So he had like a budget he had to work inside of and really showed what you can do with a limited budget and a big idea for a movie.
1: If you're creative. Yeah. How You're forced to be creative.
0: Oh yeah. It's also not to say what brought us on Schwarzenegger, but it certainly elevated him to a new level.
1: Right. I mean, he only had it before this was Hercules in New York, I think. And that was terrible. So he yeah. wasn't going to bring him on the big screen, but this one was like, Oh, he's uh, a force to be reckoned with, but also, the parts that he should have kept, which is where he didn't have much dialogue because then he went forward with movies having a lot of dialogue and that was terrible.
0: And then they pulled back later. So they found the balance, I think. Yeah. 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 It's good. Um, but that, okay. he yeah, absolutely bo- belongs on the top 25. I agree. absolutely. Maybe
1: 21, maybe sure. But yeah, definitely top 25. Absolutely. All right. Number 20, the iron giant. I don't know that I've ever seen this movie all the way through. I have.
0: At all. It's good.
1: People it's love this from- movie.
0: It's from Brad Bird, who I think went on to do Pixar stuff. Is that right, Anna? Uh, Anna, just I'm going to say yes. Uh But yeah, it's it's got those feel good, deep down, clear characters, great emotions. At the end, when he like sacrifices himself or whatever, it it breaks my heart every time. And this is early Vin Diesel, right? Uh, Playing the voice. I I am Superman. Ah, oh, that breaks my heart every time. Um. Does it belong in the top 20? I honestly don't think I can put my stamp on this one saying it absolutely belongs top 20.
1: I've heard enough people praising it so crazily that maybe it does, but uh, I haven't seen it really, so I can't give any input. But it is Vin Diesel, right? Yeah, it is. Weird. He has like four lines. He's like, it's like Groot level. Okay. (laughs) How do you even get that job?
0: I don't know. Have a deep voice and be Vin Diesel. <laughs> I just did a Stallone
1: impersonation. i Groot. Hey, Groot. Okay. So, number 19, we have Jurassic Park, 1993, the classic. For some reason, our CGI has never gotten better than this movie
0: <laughs> and some and got worse in some It cases. got worse it's definitely. amazing
1: it looks uh, incredible but, in this movie
0: but no surprise it's in the top 20 at all a little surprise it's not higher
1: i mean it's weird that it's i guess it i guess it's sci-fi it's just weird to think of this movie as sci-fi but it really is i mean I there's
0: guess. well think about it. it's 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 probably the most true in that it's about like scientists doing fictitious things
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that, that is science fiction <laughs> well when you put it that way all right. I got you now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, wonderful movie. I mean, top 10 movies of all time. But we
0: did an entire episode somewhere in the teens. That was all about the all Jurassic about Park uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Alan. And Jurassic World. <laughs> Alan. Oh man. It's terrible. Don't <laughs> see three. Oh, oh God. Uh, the next one on the list, 18 Metropolis, a 1927 classic. I have never seen this film.
1: Have uh, you? When I was in film school, we had Okay, I did a silent film course, and we watched part of it uh, just to talk about the scenery and how it would, it was uh, groundbreaking with its effects and the scope of it. It was just a giant movie. It was like three hours long. So wow. we did not watch the whole thing. Uh, I have not seen the whole thing. There's apparently two different versions, one that's like three hours, one's three and a half hours. Uh, so, I mean, but yeah, it's supposed to be a, a huge, epic classic, so... I see why it's on the list. I just have not seen all of it, but it does look beautiful. It's incredible what they accomplished with these giant budgets for these silent films at that time, because everyone was seeing them. There's like three movies a year, so you had a lot of money to spend. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, at 17, we have Sol-Yaris? Solaris. Solaris. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, this is the movie they remade with uh, George Clooney and took out the Y when it came out later on. Oh, there we go. Uh, it's like, I feel like this...
0: I feel like at at Paste Magazine, there was one hardcore film buff who was like, okay, we can put in Jurassic Park, but only if we put in Solaris. (laughs) And they went, fine, Jake, can you shut the fuck up? (sighs) Can it be in the top 20? Sure. Just fucking pick a spot. How about top 10? Jake, don't push it.
1: (laughs) If I remember correctly, it it was with... um George Clooney and maybe Sandra Bullock, even. I'm going to look right now. This is important. But they say no, you're about, thinking of gravity. I am thinking of gravity, but <laughs> Solaris uh, 2002, George Clooney, Natasha. Uh, McGallany, I don't know who that is. (laughs)
0: Natasha didn't make it out of the 2000s. A troubled
1: psychologist is sent to investigate the crew of an isolated research station orbiting a bizarre planet, and it kind of makes them go nuts like a a full moon would or something. And there's lots of sex and stuff, so it's interesting. All right, but maybe I'll read the book. Top 25, eh. yeah, yeah,
0: All right, so next, this is where they kicked, they kicked, they sent Jake for coffee. And the and the guys took over again, and it's at sixteen. Terminator Two: Judgment Day.
1: So yes, I think this one is better than the first one. I think
0: that's the thing I really like about this list is it represents that. Yes, it's one of the few times that a sequel has truly been better than the original
1: yeah i mean it's just so much and james fun. cameron has done that a few times actually so yeah aliens is arguably better than alien oh um, i would watch aliens more uh, every time if just, i didn't choose it's more easy to watch it's more fun but we'll get to that later <laughs> uh but crazy cgi effects beautiful use of practical effects to pull them off um uh, yeah what's his face playing the t2000 or whatever um liquid guy yeah, he he's great, and even the practical effects
0: surrounding that were were awesome, backed up by the CGI. Um, so good, you can't say enough. Terminator Two, absolutely better than Terminator, and absolutely deserves the
1: higher place on the list. Yep, good job with that one, Pace. Thanks, thankfully you Jake did, left the room. You did good this time. At number fifteen, uh, we have Wall-E. Wow! I absolutely adore Wall-E. I think it was wonderfully made. I think it absolutely belongs this list. What about you? I mean, if you were to make a list of movies
0: with less than less than 40 lines of dialogue, <laughs> this would be in the top two or three of every list. Right. It communicates so much with so little.
1: And you it fall in love. Hits with you, it hits you robot. right in the feels mm-hmm. like deep in the feels. Uh, it makes a great a philosophical points like it shows how where our society could go if we're not careful being just lazy fat slobs who don't do anything and just pollute our planet until it's gone so it makes a good point but yet it's not hitting you over the head with it and it's it's fun and cute and the whole family can like it I mean yeah. It, it yeah it was a masterpiece Um, yeah so
0: it deserves it belongs at at the spot it's in it's, I, it I belongs so. at 15 perfect spot what we got next uh, next is they grouped them all together, which I think is fair. And that's Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3.
1: They could have just left 3 off of there, but I understand. You came here for the books.
0: Brilliant movie. Uh, maybe one of the best kind of... The sequel, at least, played so well off the first and the whole companion storylines
1: and stuff. And...
0: It just all played so well together and kept kept a fresh look at time travel.
1: Yeah. And kind of like the what scientists often say about movies, they don't care if it's not scientifically accurate as long as it follows its own rules. And I think this did that pretty well, um, at least tried to. Oh,
0: oh yeah. And there's lots of subtle stuff, little changes in the past that if you affect huge things in the future, you know, all sorts of that kind of stuff. Uh, Truly great. Just great. And even the third
1: one, I know you bashed it a little bit, but... I, I watched it a lot. I still liked it. Oh, yeah. It was probably the most typical. It's weird to think that, for some reason, two and three were filmed at the same time. Even though two and one have more common elements and sets and stuff. But Yeah, they, but they didn't know it was going to be a huge success. Right. So they filmed two and three, basically, back-to-back back at the same time. Um, at least a year apart from each other. Yeah. So, number 13, we have The Day the Earth Stood Still. The remake with uh, Keanu Reeves, of course. No. <laughs> 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 All right, I, mean? I just Those
0: choked tricks. it. I just, I just choked it down.
1: <laughs> I'm from space. I'm an alien. <laughs> Whoa! There's a reason
0: I'm being robotic. <laughs>
1: I think I was going we to you, Keanu. I was going to Nick Cage with that instead of Keanu. <laughs> a little a little I'm bit, I'm an alien.
0: <gasps> <laughs> um, but definitely a classic. Uh I I don't know what else to say. I've seen it a few times. It is good.
1: Yeah. I mean it's it was just uh it took itself seriously. It wasn't like a schlocky uh UFO movie like so many were at that time. I think that's why it came out as a classic, because they were taking itself seriously and like trying to make a statement with it. I don't know. Um, yeah, But great story about the guy trying to integrate and with humanity and Klaatu Barada
0: Nicto. So does it belong on this list? Absolutely. Yeah. Does it belong at this
1: spot? I don't know. I've seen it twice. I mean, it kind of has to, I guess, just for historical reasons, but it's not as watchable anymore just because it doesn't age as well, but it's still a classic. Not true. It's great. Uh, the number 12 spot, RoboCop. I mean, it's I pl- don't how did this beat Terminator 2? I think it should be on this list because it's a classic and it's amazing in so many different ways. But I think Terminator 2 is solidly better than Robocop. I
0: feel like Robocop belongs somewhere up in the 40s. <laughs> really?
1: Like, it does not belong in a top
0: 15, certainly.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a classic of, uh, like, B-movie science fiction. And it's just uh, the gory action, the silly lines. Um, I guess. I just I can't get behind that it beat some
0: of these other movies. I
1: agree with that. I think it should be like in the you know upper twenties. If,
0: if this had been the first one we had read, I'd be not disappointed. Yeah. If this was twenty five, I'd be like, okay, that's a good starting point. <laughs> but have you seen it in a while? Uh, yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago, not like last week, but yes. <laughs>
1: Uh I just know some people love this movie so much, but I I'm, I'm I'm okay with it. It's fun, but I don't know if it should be this high. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So next we have number eleven, the Matrix. Um All no, right, I get it. Notice here they did I not put it. Matrix one, two, and three. They just put Matrix. Yeah, that was probably for the best. They probably couldn't defend that. Which is weird because I never understood that the, the Griefer one gave two and three. I liked them probably just as much as the first one. I don't understand. <clears throat>
0: oh, I, I loved three. Just two was because bad. it well, cause three, I think it spent, it probably just played to me more as an audience member in that it spent the most time in the real world, quote unquote. Right. And so because of that, I, you know, I like post-apocalyptic kind of stuff in that genre. So that is, that appealed to me more specifically. And other people just didn't like that fact that I wasn't more in the pe- Matrix. Right. And other people were like, I came to see him in the Matrix. That's why it's called the Matrix.
1: Yeah. And course-
0: it's the third one. So there should be three Matrix. <laughs>
1: right. There's three matrices on top of each other. Uh, the first one, though, was amazing. It was groundbreaking, effects, everything. It absolutely belongs around this place in the list, I think. Um, yes,
0: yeah, absolutely. I can agree with that.
1: All of us were just... I think I was in 1999. I was uh, 13, so I was perfect age to be like, I want to go fight in the streets now. <laughs> like, we're, we're a trench coat do karate, <laughs> but... But then Columbine had to ruin all that for us and we couldn't wear trench coats. That's true. That's <laughs> so, true. Thanks a lot, Columbine. Yeah. <laughs> God,
0: I'm, not even, I'm not even gonna keep talking. I can't uh, let just, I can't I can't back you up on this one. <laughs> just dig my
1: own hole there.
0: All right. At 10, La Jete.
1: Oh, you couldn't forget this classic.
0: Thanks, Jake. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is another like Jake came in from coffee and he was like, Terminator! terminators above metropolis
1: the matrix God. guys we need legit uh i went to film school i'll have you know and i've never heard of this movie <laughs> ever
0: it's it's not a full film it's a 28 minute art piece german what
1: the fuck why is this on the list what's it down you fucking jake this is the biggest joke on this whole list all right you failed on this one it's, it's concept: black and white photos pieced together while an omniscient narrator explains what's happening. Quickly announces its symbolic purpose: a man whose story we're told as plainly as possible, as we are now part of, can travel relatively painlessly through time because of few stark images he's carried with him since childhood. No one cares. Twenty-eight yep. minute bullshit, nineteen sixty-two. All right, so that one,
0: we, I think we, both, you know how we feel.
1: <laughs> what do we got for number nine? I'm pissed. Number nine is Alien. All right. Belongs in this list. Absolutely
0: Absolute belongs in this list. Was huge for Sigourney Weaver. Ridley Scott kind of defined the space genre and just kept doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, it was like gritty. It was kind of like it felt a little Star Warsy y ish because it was so everything's like broken and dirty. But yet it was still felt like it was close enough to our time period to be relatable. So I think it was perfect. It was right after it was two years after Star Wars, A New Hope came out. So um, was kind of riding those coattails, but it was more, you know, gritty and dark and horror. Yeah. So it, it absolutely belongs in this list. It absolutely belongs in the top 10. Absolutely. And then we have All at number eight, Brazil, which I still have not seen. Uh, I have to be honest. I haven't seen it either. Shit, we're bad. That's one we should definitely have seen. Um, I've heard so, so much So this about
0: one, it. we're going to throw it up in the air. And it, you know what we should do? We should, we should review this ep- for the next episode.
1: We could. We very well could. I've (laughs) heard it's about three hours long uh, and it's crazy. Uh, Directed by Terry Gilliam from Monty Python, the one who did all the crazy animations for them for so long. Um, But it's supposed to be way nutso and hard to understand sometimes. So that'll be an interesting watch. (laughs) So.
0: So next, I think, is when you talked about maybe even radically recommended at some point. Mm
1: hmm. It's uh, Under Under the Skin. skin. Number seven, Under the Skin. This is a movie with uh, uh, gorgeous Scarlett Johansson. Uh, If you want to watch it just for her being naked half the movie, I mean, that's a reason right there. But if you're not a perv like (laughs) me, uh, you can watch it for its scientific uh, sci-fi value because it's really messed up and interesting and cool. Um, And what's really neat is she wore a black wig and has makeup a little different than normal. And she goes in the streets of Ireland, I believe. Yeah, Scotland. So it's Glasgow and she goes around in a car and picks up men and these men were not actors she was actually driving around talking to them and the dialogue you see them get is real uh so then but then they eventually have to sign an agreement of course and be part of the movie because later on things happen to these men that they would not agree to normally. So, and they have to be filmed for it. But it's just, it's right. really freaky and interesting. And it's sci fi and at its best. Cause it's just like a, it could be like a Twilight Zone episode. It's so freaky. Um, but highly recommended. And Scott Johansson naked. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> so double, triple thumbs up. Yeah. Triple thumbs up. My other thumb is up too. Uh, so, the, my question to you is Does it belong in this, on this list though? This high on this list? Not this high. But I think it does earn, barely eke out a spot on this list, the top twenty-five. If you had to put it in like a
0: ten, where would like would you put it in the twenties? I put it in the twenties. Okay, okay. Um, but because it, it's it's really freaky and good, I think it's worth it. Uh, at the number six spot, we have the movie Stalker, which I've never heard of.
1: I haven't either. But what's funny is it was on that other uh, IMDb list you sent me. This too. was
0: on like this was on like three or four top sci-fi list. So it must be good. It must be better than Jeté. Jeté. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we can both agree it's better than Jeté.
1: Already without even seeing. <laughs> um, but I, I don't have enough bearing to say, have really any opinion on it. Uh, something about contemplating the deeper trenches of his subconscious, of his fears and life, and whether filth exists within him. Uh, so artsy, but it's apparently been recommended by more than one place, so maybe, All right, it, maybe it belongs no. there. I don't know. It's so, Russian.
0: All right. All right. So now when you know, Star Wars episode four, A New Hope.
1: I mean, obviously this belongs in the top five, of course.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's the arguably, I don't know. Return of the Jedi will always have a place in my in my heart. And most people say that uh, Empire Strikes Back is the better is the best of the three originals.
1: Yeah, it's like the thing I'm kind of
0: surprised not to see that here.
1: Well, it is later in the list. Oh, okay, never mind. I lied. <laughs> so in that case, it makes sense. But number five, yeah, Star Wars. So that makes perfect sense. It belongs there. Uh, yeah. And number four, we have Aliens by James Cameron. Which we just talked about earlier. <laughs> it is the more fun and just entertaining as hell Aliens movie. Uh, it's an action movie, not, not a horror movie. So it's just a lot of fun. Game over, man. Game over. Game over. Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. You put her in charge. <laughs> Such a weirdo. <laughs> you put her in charge. Um,
0: <laughs> but James Cameron at it again. Great movie. It took everything that you loved about the first one the darkness, the cramped spaces, the, cla- the claustrophobia. It took all those elements and it gave you that, but it gave you a much bigger, broader world with bigger, broader implications and, and bigger it was, guns. Well also I think that it was easy last time to be like well of course the alien took them out on that ship none of them had weapons and they aren't trained soldiers and you know but this time there he was like nope they're just as
1: deadly right there's more of them so absolutely top five absolutely so for number three we have episode Star Wars episode five the Empire Strikes Back 1980 and that makes perfect sense to me um I didn't see it as being that much better than the first one. I lo- loved them both. Uh, but I was like, everyone's like, oh, it's obviously the best film. I'm like, is it? Okay. That's fine. But. Well, I mean, the, what I can definitely say is that it has the best emotional story arcs for the characters. Right. They've already been set up. So they have more room to like just explore them, I guess.
0: the The Han Leia thing and the Han I know moment at the end. Like there's so many of those really, really great moments. That's true. That I can definitely understand. And I definitely understand why Return of the Jedi is not on this top 25, uh, but I will always love Return of the Jedi. I can't
1: believe it's not anywhere on the list. That's crazy. I love Return of the Jedi. Not on the top 25, at least. Uh, the, I love, yeah. Get the so good. Stop being so fucking mad about uh, your Ewoks. Ewoks are wonderful. Me Jabba. Me jaba no wanga. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. Uh, the bikini, in the number man. Two spot, the
0: bikini, ooh that, Oh, damn right. The bikini. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. In the number two spot, we have Blade Runner.
1: 1982. Um, yeah. It's just, I I can recognize its artistic value. It's just, it's so dark. Um, it's just a kind of a trudge for me to watch. Uh, I rewatched it recently with Kate because she hadn't seen it yet. We were going to watch it before we saw the new one. And it creates absolutely a fantastic, interesting universe. It's just that it's so dark and kind of depressing that it's not a lot of fun. And the,
0: the pacing is slow. For right. the, I mean, for the most part, the pacing is slow. Um, I'm with you. Does it belong on this list? Absolutely. I'm not gonna argue with people that say it belong it, it belongs at two, but I've never I've never gotten it.
1: Yeah, I'm like I recognize it was great and it was fun it was a cool thing to watch, but it just I wouldn't watch it again and again because it's just a slog. Um uh, but yeah, and it supposed to be the same universe uh as the alien universe. Supposedly. Oh, that's right. They did establish that at some point. Ridley Scott's put in little Easter eggs every once in a while that they're in the same universe, so it's kind of neat. All right. all right, German. What's the number one spot on this list? At number one is 2001: A Space Odyssey from 1968. It is kind of crazy, but think that movie was made in 68 with all these effects. We're right. That
0: that's mostly what gets me about that is the year. Like there were much much worse films coming out in 68 much 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 worse films to see this on one side of the scale and some of the other stuff coming out on the other is insane
1: and this is why the conspiracy um, theory that Kubrick the director of this film helped fake the moon landings because he was the only person capable of doing that if it was even possible because he made this film look so good sure uh, it's a weird
0: mental existential exercise and a man's loneliness and fighting technology and fighting himself the ending doesn't make any sense to me No, (laughs) Uh, I've read things to try to explain it. and I don't get it.
1: I did not Um, enjoy this movie. I'll say that right now. I just didn't enjoy it, it. It's a slow visual masterpiece. Yeah, like I don't need to sit here. I have too many things to do and too many things to watch to watch 10 minutes of going through space with the orchestral music playing in the background like i yeah we already did it for the first star trek film we don't have <laughs> any more time well the first star trek film came out after this but i know what you mean we already watched the first star trek. that's yeah, what we already did yeah and since i had better things to do with my time than sit there and like watch a baby forming out of space for in for 10 minutes like it just everything takes too long in this movie you could cut down like a half an hour i'd be happy um, yeah people agree. will probably hate me for that but especially jake but uh fuck him Sorry, Steve's mom. I I keep cursing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. But yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to argue. Just like number two, I'm not going to argue with anyone that says this belongs to number one. It probably does. But there are many other movies that I could have put at the top of this list.
1: Right. And I, some of these are here for their significance and what they, how they changed the industry. And what they culturally meant at the time. Like, I get that. So that's fine. But not my favorite movie at all. Right. All right. Well, you did an okay job, Paste Magazine. Except for "jete," "jete," we'll never let that one go. But uh, <laughs> never. otherwise, good job. Yeah.
0: So that moves us uh, on to a "Would you rather." A "Would you
1: rather?" I think I have a thing for that. I think you do too. That's what I was waiting for. Would you rather?
0: <laughs> All right. All right. So some of these are would you rather and some of them are like just hypothetical. So we'll see how it goes. All right. All right. So would you rather live among which Star Wars race? The Ewoks, the Gungans, or the Jawas? Uh, Ewoks, obviously.
1: Because Gungans right, are annoying as fuck. Um And the water
0: thing could be limiting. (laughs) That's very
1: true. (laughs) Like, I can't breathe underwater. And Jawas (laughs) are uh, just scavengers. They're going to take my clothes, my possessions, and beat me up and leave me for dead. So, I mean, they're cute and all, but Ewoks are the cutest. (laughs) And I feel like with Ewoks, I would be some sort of god. Yeah, I'd I'd pretend
0: (laughs) I was anyways. (laughs) I'm going to go with Ewoks, too. Uh, Same thing, Gungans. I would drown. Uh, And with Jawas, I just can't do the sun.
1: Yeah, that's too much. I'm too pasty. Desert
0: planets and stuff just can't do it. Plus, I don't think their little robes would fit me. (laughs)
1: Like four robes stitched together. (laughs) All
0: right. Uh, Would you rather pick one skill? And every time that you competed using this one skill, you won first. Or pick five skills. And every time you competed using those skills, you came in third. Hmm.
1: I like the five skills because that's kind of like my life as it is now. I'm not, I'm Jack of all trades, master of none. And it serves me pretty well. So I do that. See, I'm going to go with
0: with, uh, the one and in first place because that's where the money is. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Like if I could be really skilled at playing Blackjack, yeah, I of course would always want to take number one and then go to like Blackjack World Tournament and win $15 million.
1: I guess that's why I'm not rich. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Damn.
0: You diversified your portfolio of life. Too much. Okay. So there's the last one. All right. So you lose an appendage of your choice. And modern advances in science allow you to seamlessly replace it with a kitchen appliance. <laughs> Which appendage do you lose, and what appliance do you replace it with? Hmm. Uh,
1: kitchen appliance, huh? Oh, um, my left hand. And I'll replace it with a um, meat tenderizer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a horror villain.
0: <laughs> so you sound like a boss from Diablo 3. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh I was gonna go with right hand and replace it with a pair of kitchen tongs. <laughs> That's fun. It'd be like kind of a sad pirate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a quite a pair there. You're like your left, t- your right hand and my left hand. They called me clippy. <laughs> They call me the Pounder. Yar.
0: Yar. Um, <laughs> all right. Yes, yeah, so that was Would You Rather, kind of. And
1: that takes us through some trailer reviews. <laughs> Here at A Play On Nerds, we have spent years refining our exclusive trailer
0: rating system. At the low, low end of the scale, we have Burn It, where we think you should find every copy you can get your hands on and throw it into a barrel fire. To burn Wait, it. Did you grab Fair the original like 451 style? And second no. from the bottom, we have we'll see. Yeah, you did. Maybe it's the trailer it. was too
1: short. Maybe oh, no, I changed maybe it. It was cut oddly. Or maybe we don't oh, know what did? the hell we <laughs> yeah, just watched. We didn't even notice.
0: Uh, we'll see. It's been that way for up weeks. Next, we have give Damn. it a buck. Whether you can much. <laughs> a dollar movie theater in the bad part of town, just kidding, or I don't cheap drink. <laughs> online rental, give this movie a buck and enjoy it without breaking the bank.
1: And at the top of our rating system, we have shut up and take my money. The wallets have been charmed out of our pockets and we are ready to make our hard-earned
0: cash disappear. And that's our patent-pending trailer rating system for a play on nerds. Yeah, I changed uh, that I weeks was, ago. Man, I was getting ready to like be like, and just remind everyone it's Burn It Now. <laughs> you haven't had to do that for a couple episodes. Man, that's a good. It means it
1: was seamless. Absolutely. So we have some interesting, very it came out today, I think. Both of these trailers. Um, yeah, today or yesterday. So the first one we have is Detective Pikachu. That's right, you heard me right, Detective Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. Welcome to Rhyme City, a celebration of the harmony between humans and Pokemon.
0: Tim, your dad was a legend in this precinct. If you were anything like your dad. I'm not. I remember. You wanted to be a Pokemon trainer when you were young. Yeah, that didn't really
1: work out. Someone there? Whoever you are, I know how to use this. Ah, oh, jeez. Here we go. I know you can't understand me, but put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Did you just talk? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Oh my God! You can understand me! Stop! I've been so lonely. They try to talk to me all the time. All they hear is pika-pika. Uh, you can hear him, right? pika
0: Pika Pika Pika, he's adorable.
1: You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? I don't need a Pokemon. Period. Then what about a world class detective? Because if you want to find your pops, I'm your best bet. We're gonna do this. You and me. Together, and that magic is called hope. Listen up, we got ways to make you talk or mine. Yeah, so tell us what we want to know. Pipe, yes, okay, I can. Shoving, pushing. My problem is that I push people away and then hate them for leaving. He's saying you can shove it. What I can shove it, okay, that's it. No, we're switching roles. I'm bad cop, you're good cop. No, 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 no we're not cops. Oh. In my head, I saw that differently.
0: So, I uh, uh, uh I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> really? You're the Pokémon like, guy. I know, and that should say something to you about what just happened. Huh. Um I don't know what to do. They didn't show enough Pokémon. They certainly didn't play their cards close to the chest, so I know that's not why. The Pokémon they did show, those better not be their final renderings. Because they were real rough and real bad looking. Maybe that's why they haven't shown some of them, so many of them yet. Yeah, maybe. Uh, But the ones we saw just looked poorly animated. They didn't look like they were part of the
1: world at all. Maybe Pikachu, a little bit. Maybe. I thought they did. Especially they showed like Jigglypuff, I think. He looked like he was the same as Pikachu. (sighs) I don't
0: know. I'm not convinced. I really am not. Um, The Um. premise is interesting. Like I get that they t- they couldn't just do a Pokemon movie. Ryan Reynolds is so hot right now. I feel like this is Deadpool with Pokemon, like it, with a
1: little like more family f- humor kind of thing. But um,
0: yeah, the, the one thing I do appreciate is that in the original, there was always sort of this trope that like Pikachu kind of made noises and Ash somehow understood exactly what he was saying. <laughs> so I do like that
1: they're playing that up, and that's that's one of the central premises, but. I don't know. And wasn't Detective Pikachu like a, a manga or a game, something in Japan? Like, it was, it's a thing that just, it's like, it didn't come out of nowhere. Like, there was a Detective Pikachu somehow. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he had popularity somewhere. I don't think in the U.S., but somewhere. Right. I'm sorry when they announced this movie was happening, people were really confused. But they explained, like, oh, this is a thing that's popular in Japan.
0: Yeah, it um, was a game. It came out in 2016
1: or 2018. Oh, wow. 2018 is now. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, I, as a non-Pokemon fan, I thought this was like a, a really cute, fun movie. Uh, I was actually kind of excited about it. And,
0: and the fact that you preface that with as a non-Pokemon fan, I think right. is exactly what they're going for.
1: Kind of pull more people in who maybe
0: didn't play Pokemon before. We're right, because they know the people that did are still going to come see it,
1: and they want people that, that wouldn't. And that one scene is basically like the non-Pokemon fans uh, seeing him, where she says... Oh, he's so cute. He goes, Pika, Pika. Like, that was just so adorable to me. And I'm like, that's all I care about. That was adorable. (laughs) (laughs) So that put me into it. Uh, Yeah, so I say give it a buck for me. What about you? Um, Yours is a we'll see, I think. Yeah, I guess a we'll see. I need to see another trailer. I
0: need to see more Pokemon and how they're rendered because I don't know. It's just
1: they didn't like they were part of the world. It'll be the first time we see rendered Pokemon in in a live action movie, right? uh yeah i think so so yeah to my knowledge yes so what's our next movie
0: our next movie is the double teaser release for toy story 4
1: right and the first teaser has no dialogue to speak of except towards the end like little sound bites uh but it basically has all the toys we know um holding hands and slowly moving to music uh, as they're kind of like going in a merry-go-round kind of thing uh but then the last toy is this like a fork with like a, a spork. Like
0: a, uh, yeah. Like a spork that's been paper, cra- you know, arts and crafted to have googly eyes on it. Uh, obviously like some, you know, kindergarten room project toy sort of thing.
1: <laughs> and he's like, I'm not a toy. I don't belong here. So that was kind of cute,
0: which who knows if that's in any way relates to the premise of the movie.
1: Right. And they give nothing with plot away at all. Just showing a tease that it's happening. But then they release a, Trailer reaction, which is much longer than the teaser. Uh, and we're going to play that right here.
0: Yeah. You're kidding me. He said that to your face? To my face. And then what happened? So
1: I get real close, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care which cabbage patch you're from. Oh. <laughs> Give me back my view master before I knock the dimples off your face. Oh! Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, okay. No, you
0: didn't. You don't even care, ah, man. Yeah. yeah, you are a I don't care bear. You know what I'm mean?
1: saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, Ducky. Yeah. You see the new movie trailer? For what? You
0: ain't see it? Say what? What is it, buddy? Ducky. What? They're making another Toy Story movie. No! I thought those movies were done, dog. They made three movies. They did make three movies. This is number four. Oh! Oh, shoot! Come on! I love the Toy Story, dog. Uh, toy Story is my that's, jam.
1: That's, what, wait, what about Buzz Lightyear's stuff? I am Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger.
0: <laughs>
1: and then Woody's like, You are a toy! Oh, yeah, that's pretty good.
0: Woody's Do the flying <laughs> thing he does. Do it, do it. Oh, do oh. it. <clears throat> to infinity and your mom. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. That's not right. You sure? No, that's not right. I'm pretty sure that's it. No, no, no. Let me show you. To insanity and a blonde.
1: What do you even? That's how it goes. No, that's how it goes. To immunity and respond. To indecency to infrequently and hey, hey, guys, you got it all wrong. It's to infinity
0: and beyond. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've heard. You can't go to infinity, dummy. It's, it's impossible. He here talking about infinity. You don't go beyond infinity. You don't know nothing about science. <laughs> that was really cute. um
0: That's Key and peel right? Yeah. And I don't even know if they're in the real movie, but what a smart way to hype a film without giving anything away.
1: Yeah, exactly. Showing these other characters being hyped about it coming out.
0: right um if anything it makes it did its job it makes me more excited and toy story 4 is going to get a shut up and take my money because the time by the time it comes out it's going to be something joyce will
1: absolutely adore oh that's true how old will she be by then
0: uh three maybe i don't know when is it coming out that'd
1: be perfect probably 2019 sometime yeah so maybe three we'll see yeah, uh, I not something I'd see in theaters because I don't have a kid, but I definitely give Fair. it a buck because I've seen all the Toy Stories and three was just heart wrenching. So um, they probably will do this pretty well. So.
0: Uh, I cried like four times during Toy Story three.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it was four hot. separate moments where I cried. <laughs> so give it a buck for me. Okay, good. Even without seeing a trailer yet. I'm just like, yeah, I, I'm going to watch it, obviously. All right. All, so the, once all again, the actors still alive from that? Like the Mr. Potato Head? Wasn't that Don Rickles? Um,
0: Mr. Potato Head might be gone. Uh, Slinky Dog is gone. That was Jim mm. Varney. Was it? Uh, yeah, the guy who played Ernest. I he played it you. for the first one. Um, let's see. Who else is gone? It's, it's like, going to be sad. It's like all new actors.
1: <laughs> Toys. Uh,
0: Toy. Annie Potts is still there. Patricia Arquette still there. Joan Cusack's still around,
1: luckily. Tim Allen's dead to me, so. <laughs> Fair.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, Don uh, a, a lot kid. of these guys are still around. Wallace Shawn's still around somehow.
0: Yeah, uh, but Blake Clark, who is actually a very close personal friend of Jim Varney, is the one who took over the role of Slinky Dog. Oh. And you'd recognize him from
1: something. And John Ratzenberger, he's still alive. Good for him.
0: Yeah. So, so... I think there's plenty, of, there's plenty of people still around.
1: Oh, Arlie Ermey just died last year. So uh, no more uh, captain or whatever. Well, that's depressing. So <laughs> that's Toy Story yeah, thanks, 4. thanks, <laughs> Charmin. So now let's go to some uh, radical recommends.
0: If you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up.
1: What do you recommend I do? I recommend Pleasant. All right. So what you got for us this week, Steve? So this
0: week, recommends is uh, a homebrew solution uh, with the terrible air coming in. I had to figure out a way to do some uh, air filters in here without being able to get a hold of any air filters because stores were all bought out uh, and Amazon check. wait times went in just incredible. It just went insane. So I look up homebrew and they f- this guy found it and he's actually like a air quality duct test tester. And so he did a side by side comparison of this and like a high-end air filter. And this did only perform like four to 6% worse, Hmm. this solution. And that solution is you take a 20 by 20 box fan. So the box fan that you had in your window growing up. Right. And you take a 20 by 20 furnace or air or um, AC system filter, which are, it's a standard size that they sell and you line it up and you put it on the back of the fan. And the fan pulls air through this filter and pushes it out. So you blow that out the window. No, we, we just have them on in the apartment circulating air and pulling particulate out of the air. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Um, but yeah, uh, the box fan you can get for 17 bucks on Amazon and the packs of uh, the, the filters were like, you know, four for 25 bucks. Nice. So for 22, 22 or 23 bucks, you can have a big, air filter that pushes a ton of air and you can easily see when it gets dirty. And it's a good way to keep your family breathing. Yeah. So 20 by 20 box fan, 20 by 20 air filter, and you got yourself a pretty damn fine air filter. Nice. Instead of buying one of those expensive things. Yeah. So we have one of the expensive ones next to right next to our bed, but in the kid's room and out in the living room, we have these box fans. Well, there you go.
1: For those of you suffering from wildfires right now across the world, (laughs) dear Lord, use this as a solution. Uh, well, my radical uh, recommend will be of a movie that we we did the trailer review of, I believe, uh, called ooh. Overlord. Did I you, think we did. Yeah. Yeah. And so this movie was apparently originally going to be part of the Cloverfield movie universe. But when the Cloverfield Paradox came out on Netflix and did so poorly, they uh, took that out of this movie in whatever way they did. I'm not sure. But the movie was fantastic. Um, okay. The opening sequence is one of the most tense uh, thrilling opening sequences I've seen on a movie in a long, long time. Uh, premise is you start off with the guy, um, a young guy who's just going off to World War II for the first time. He's very nervous. Everyone in, in the plane with him seems like they're pretty new and pretty green, except for one or two of them. Um, and they're being dropped onto, in France, to take out this communications tower in a church. So that they can storm the beaches of Normandy and, and not be have their signals jammed. Um, so it's a very okay. important mission. They're sending a lot of people in to take out this tower, but only a few of them make it. But once they get to that church, they find out some weird things are going on. This is not spoiling. I think it's in the trailer um, that they're doing experiments on people and making them into like rage zombies or something. It's crazy so um, it takes a weird twist into like a horror film uh but it's also like a lot of action and just great character moments great writing um it's produced by jj abrams but i I, the director name i did not recognize um a new person on the scene but overlord highly recommend it probably be at theaters very long because there's not a lot of hype about it but it's got like an 86 on rotten tomatoes and it was just that opening sequence alone makes it worth it i was like I, I had trouble breathing afterwards. Like Jesus, that was intense. So
0: wow. <laughs> worth. worth watching.
1: Okay. Spectacular. I don't have the kids around. Cause it's very gory. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: all right. So that takes us to our thank you section. And this is where I'm going to implore you. We don't have a thank you section this week. <laughs> so write us, write it on our Facebook tweet at us. Uh, you can email any email, like any word you want at a play on com, and we will get it and receive it. That's true. Uh, we
1: would love something to say in this thank you section. And we will of course always thank in perpetuity Mike or at Jarek for retweeting us every week, every time we have a podcast episode. So thank you, Mike. Appreciate
0: that. True. Ryan from positively nerdy, <laughs> which I don't, ex- I don't think, I don't think it exists anymore. It um, does uh, Kristen Bazzio, <laughs> <laughs> Raul Julia. Thank we, you. That's more of an apology than a thank you to that's Mr. True. Raul Julia. Sorry about that Raul. Um, but yeah, so we'd love to hear from you. Any thoughts? If you hated the movies we loved, whatever. Just just tell us.
1: And uh, but, it, oh, what? No, nothing. Nothing at all.
0: What, what are you do you want to do? Just saying goodbye. All right. All right. <laughs> Say goodbye. All right. Uh, well, well, we'll keep coming back and we'll keep coming back regular. We'll have, I don't know, maybe some sort of holiday episode for Thanksgiving. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't want to promise you anything. <laughs> Uh, But in the meantime, we'll keep being your nerdy co-hosts if you guys keep being our nerdy audience. So thanks again, Internet.
1: Stay nerdy, my friends.
0: Thanks for listening to a play on nerds. Find all of this content and even more nerdy news, reviews, and fun at
1: www.aplayonnerds.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so you know the exact second we release new podcasts, articles, and other nerdy content. We know you're impatient. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Buzzsprout, Podomatic, and whatever the hell else you use. Also, please leave us a rating and review on your chosen podcast platform, so we can be discovered by even more nerds like yourself. However you do it, check us out. And how. And how. And how. Boy, howdy, and how.